Welcome back to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. When is a Walmart not just a Walmart? You know Walmart. If you're listening to this show in the United States, odds are you've been in one, like it or not. And we can talk about their business practices, how they've run so many small businesses out of business in small towns. But they are what they are, and they are everywhere. Largely, they're cookie cutter. You kind of have been in one, you've been in the mall. I was recently in a Walmart in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, of all places, and um, walked straight to what I wanted because it was laid out exactly like the one here in my hometown in South Texas. But there is a special Walmart in Galveston, Texas. And I don't know that it has claim to be the only haunted Walmart. I'm sure there are others and potentially many others. But this one to me holds a very unique and somber place. The Walmart that I'm speaking of in Galveston uh, was built on the sites of the former St. Mary's Orphanage. The St. Mary's Orphanage has been gone for a very long time, and it was in operation for an equally long time. But this particular orphanage lives in infamy because it was virtually wiped off the face of the earth by the great hurricane of 1900. If you're not familiar with the Great Hurricane, Google it, look it up. It was a nightmare. Thousands of deaths. The most tragic natural event until very recently. Um, the death count has probably never really been accurately registered. Trains were washed off the track. Entire communities disappeared. And this is long before the age of modern meteorology and early warning signals. Although arguably they did have some warning that they didn't heed from meteorologists in Cuba. If you want the whole story of the Galveston hurricane, I highly recommend a book called Isaac's Storm. Uh, I will warn you in advance, it is a depressing read, but a fascinating tale of this terrible, terrible event. But the story of the St. Mary's Orphanage is potentially the, the, the crown jewel of this terrifying event. The Catholic or Orphanage was home to uh, 93 children at the time of the hurricane, and with no warning or very little warning, and not really fully understanding what all to do. Understand, this is not a day and age when you hopped in your car and went somewhere. If you were there, you were kind of stuck there. The nuns, doing the best that they could, were, were terrified that as the water washed into Galveston from the storm surge, that the children would be washed away. Understand, Galveston is an island, and water would inundate this island both from the seaward side and from the saturated 
mainland of Texas. So what the nuns decided to do was tie the children together in a long chain with them so that they wouldn't lose any of them. And I guess the logic in that was as strong as anything. The problem was only three children survived of the 93. In the book Isaac Storm, they write about uh, days after the storm, searching for the remains of the orphanage and finding a child on the beach with a rope tied around its waist. And, you know, they were horrified to see this poor, lifeless body. And as they pulled on the rope, the rope moved through the sand and revealed a second child, and a third, and a fourth. If I'm not mistaken, eventually all 90 bodies and four nuns were recovered on the beach. The other three children, having broken away, uh, were actually found safe farther in town, in farther into Galveston. But just a catastrophic event on top of an already nightmarish day in South Texas along the coast. The area where the orphanage stood was empty for many, many years, and it had later had several different commercial developments. But eventually, in uh, the late 1990s, uh, a Walmart was built there. And since the building of the Walmart, the employees and a fair number of visitors have encountered and uh, recorded, I should say, um, strange events. Employees say that toys are found all around the store from the toy aisle. And not just as you would assume that kids, when they come into the store, do it. But they'll put them all away and within minutes they find them all around the store again, even late at night when there aren't that many customers. Employees have also sought out a crying child that they hear thinking this child has been separated from their parents and, and lost. But up and down the aisles they go and they can never find the child. Visitors have reported uh, full-bodied apparition images of children in old-fashioned dressing gowns. And one uh, maybe less reliable uh, experience said that they found wet children's footprints in some of the in some of the aisles of the store. Now once again if you've been in a Walmart I would assume anything is possible but this if there is such a thing as a haunted Walmart um, I'd have to believe that Galveston may have that. If tragedy is what causes these kind of hauntings, then Galveston certainly knows tragedy. If the power of people to reach back across the gulf of reality and time is something that can happen, then the monumental loss and fear that must have been generated by the Galveston hurricane would be the exact kind of impetus necessary for this sort of haunting.
I don't know, maybe we need to go to Galveston and hang out at the Walmart and see it for ourselves. Maybe we don't want to. On the seawall, which was built to prevent any future storms from doing to Galveston what the storm in 1900 did, there is a plaque for the St. Mary's Orphanage. Hopefully, whomever is there, if anyone, if this is even possible, can someday find a way to rest in this beautiful city by the ocean. If you enjoy stories like ours, please tell your friends and share our podcast. If your podcatcher allows you to uh, rate, then please give us a rating, a high rating. It helps other people find the show. And with that, we are still looking for listener submissions of your stories of the unexplained. They don't have to be long. They don't have to be scary. Just something that you just scratch your head and say, no idea how that happened. Use your voice recorder on your telephone and email them to the Urban Lore Podcast. Urban Lore Podcast. Just urbanlorepodcast at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at Urban Lore Pod. We would love to air your stories. And as a matter of fact, next week we have a new listener story. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños. Mm-hmm.